It is a very good afternoon and that is Out of the Storm by Incognito and uh, we're now going to talk about uh, in our disability feature um, surviving polio and uh, joining us on the line is Dr. Melinda Sushad and uh, she is head of uh, uh, Center for Vaccines and Immunology at the National Institute for Communicable Diseases. Good afternoon um, Dr. and uh, welcome to Lifetime Live. Ah, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Well, though we're not as, as much concerned in South Africa about polio, but it, it, it's important uh, to continue talking about uh, the significance of World Polio Day, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I think World Polio Day gives us an opportunity to just reflect on how far we've come with polio eradication to date. And just... Um, be grateful for, for all the progress made so far and for the fact that polio isn't something that we think about every day. So let's talk about, uh, I mean, some of the diseases that are associated um, with uh, not uh, preventing polio and, and some of the dilapidating diseases that lead to disability. Well, polio is a, is a viral illness caused by polio virus. Uh, it causes disease in one out of every hundred people who become infected with the virus. Uh, and those people present with sudden onset of acute weakness, mm-hmm. um, a sudden weakness in, their, in, in either one or more uh, limbs. So in a, it can be one arm, one leg, or in fact, their whole body can be suddenly paralyzed. Um, and some people die of the disease. And usually the paralysis is permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, so people make some recoveries with uh, physiotherapy and occupational therapy. They can gain some function back, but the actual muscles that are paralyzed by polio never regain their function. So in South Africa, for the past 30 years, we've recorded uh, gains. To what do we attribute this to? To vaccination. So polio is easily preventable through vaccination. We have two types of polio vaccines, and are all polio vaccine given as drops, and we give that in South Africa uh, when the baby is first born, mm-hmm. um, and to newborn babies as well as at six weeks of age. And then we have an injectable vaccine, which we give at 6, 10, 14 weeks of age, and a booster at 18 months of age. Uh, and polio is fully preventable through vaccination. Do we still have um, those instances where the mother is required? I mean, my last born is almost uh, 20 years old. Where the, the, when the baby is born, uh, the mothers are required to present um, babies uh, for a period of time to have the vaccinations uh, to prevent some of these conditions like polio. Yes, so South Africa has a very well-developed um, vaccination program where babies are protected from more than nine different diseases. Uh, and it's important for mothers to remember that vaccinations um, last even up until school entry. So we give boosters uh, at primary school entry and at high school entry. Uh, there's boosters at six years and 12 years of life. So in fact, vaccination doesn't stop when your child is uh, one and a half years old. Mm. But in fact, they do need to remember the boosters uh, even in, in later years. And, and for adults, um, does polio ever affect adults or is it only uh, uh, children? Polio can affect adults. Polio can affect anyone uh, at any age. But uh, individuals who have been vaccinated in childhood should be immune to polio even as adults. Um, in South Africa, our last polio case was in, in 1989. So, in fact, uh, even uh, most adults probably never were exposed to polio mm. as, as children. Uh, they would have just uh, been immune and protected through vaccination. 
That is a good story to tell. I guess uh, when we return, let's talk about why it's important uh, for mummies to present their babies and and, uh, uh, also for hospitals um, to stock up with uh, vaccinations that we don't see ourselves uh, going back to the gains that have been made over the years. Let's pay the bills. At SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. And uh, thank you once again for connecting with us. Uh, this is our disability feature, and we're speaking to Dr. Melinda Sushad, who is head of uh, Center for Vaccines and Immunology at uh, the National Institute of uh, Communicable Diseases. And uh, we're talking about polio um, because on the 24th of October was World Polio Day. Now, Doctor, I mean, as South Africa, um, it, it's important uh, to note that uh, the last case was recorded in 1989 but uh, uh, with the recent influx of migrant laborers um, which countries are, are still affected and what precautions can be taken so certainly polio is not yet gone globally right? mm. it's not yet eradicated we say it's eliminated which means it's gone from the country but could come back at any time because yeah. there are still countries in the world with polio um, so the three countries that still have wild-type polio are uh, Pakistan and Afghanistan and Nigeria. Um, and really, any everyone has to be on high alert because uh, even one traveler or visitor who visits that country and, and returns could bring the virus with them. So what can we do for prevention? So prevention is through vaccination. The vaccines are safe and effective at preventing polio. And South Africa has had many years of, um, you know, a strong vaccination program with polio vaccines given uh, to every child. Uh, If someone is going to visit one of those countries and going to be there for longer than a month, Mm -hmm. then they can also get a booster vaccination before they travel. Um, And in fact, before they leave those countries, they would require vaccination. But really, for most South Africans, they don't require anything special other than participating in the usual immunization programs as children. And for people who have traveled, um, what sort of symptoms would they experience um, as as an indication that uh, they've been exposed to polio? So polio can be asymptomatic or it can Mm. present like a flu-like illness. Uh, But it's only one in every hundred people who are exposed to the virus who will get a paralysis. Uh, And those patients would uh, be very healthy one day and then the next day a sudden onset of um, not being able to use certain muscles such as not being able to use their one leg or one arm, or perhaps even not being able to breathe. And and the theme this year was about one day, one focus uh, in ending polio. Is there collaboration uh, with these countries uh, so that uh, the countries protect themselves uh, from the influx? Yes, absolutely. Polio is actually one of the most encouraging examples of international cooperation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a global polio eradication initiative uh, which was launched in 1988 and it involves um, all the countries of the globe working together to eradicate polio. Um, so the World Health Organization spearheads this initiative and ensures that every country is doing its job in terms of vaccination and surveillance looking hard enough for polio cases. Uh, and there is an international countdown of polio cases every year uh, mm-hmm. If anyone wants to see the countdown, um, the, the, there is a website. If you if you Google GPER, Global Polio Eradication Initiative, there is a global polio count, countdown where uh, cases up until the week before uh, are recorded on that website. 
And, um, for example, you would see on that website that last year there were only 22 cases of polio in the world of wow. wildfire polio. Um, so we are very close to eradication, but not there. There are still some other places where polio can be found, for example, in the sewage waters uh, and in open waters. Um, so there might be, you know, polio hiding places uh, over and above those 22 cases that, mm. were, that were detected and found and who presented with paralysis. Um, so we do have to remember that, you know, for every for every paralyzed case, there's another 99 people who had some polio, but we didn't uh, didn't get paralyzed and we didn't find it. In them. Sure. So so the polio countdown is really a, an international collaboration and co- cooperative uh, project that's going for 30 years um, and is really uh, heading towards, uh, we hope, a, a really spectacular conclusion, but not quite there yet. Now, Dr. Sushad, I'm going to um, take this opportunity and just uh, steal from your work currently. Uh, what else uh, do we have gains in when it comes to uh, uh, communicable diseases? What other gains so that, can we brag about, uh, so to speak? So, really, I think the biggest one is vaccines. And I could talk to you about, you know, any of the sort of 10 or 9 or 10 in our, in our current schedule and talk about the gains that vaccines have made uh, in fighting things like uh, rotavirus, which causes diarrhea mm. and causes dehydration and death in children, in fighting measles, which used to be the biggest killer of, of children. Mm. Uh, and measles is now also heading towards um, elimination within the next, we hope, there's a, there's a target to try for measles elimination in the country by, and in the African region by 2020. Um, although we're probably unlikely to, to manage to reach those targets. So um, vaccines in general are thought to be the biggest public answer that made the biggest impact on social determinants of well-being um, since the, the advent of, uh, of, of sanitation and hygienic water and, and, and uh, pipe water. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the level at which they've impacted our lives. And it's not something really that we stop to appreciate every day. And I don't know if we'll be able to do this in a minute or so. How far are we uh, in, in, in HIV vaccine for prevention? So the hunt is, is ongoing. There have been um, a handful of vaccine trials in humans, um, some of which have shown partial, eff- partial efficacy or partial effectiveness, but not, not as high as we'd like to see, not nearly as high as, our, as the vaccines we use every day. Mm. Um, so the hunt is on. There are some other strategies that are being used, for example, um, giving um, antibodies, which are like uh, the immunity against HIV, almost as a medicine instead of as a vaccine. Sure. Um, and those trials are underway in South Africa. And, um, you know, there's a, a really big, a, a big field, a hard at work to try and develop HIV vaccines. But I think, unfortunately, a preventative vaccine is not on the horizon within the next five years. And uh, we continue hoping, I guess. It doesn't yeah. uh, kill to hope. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. All right, that's Thank you. Uh, Dr. Melinda Sushad, who is uh, uh, head of uh, Center for Vaccines and Immunology at uh, the National Institute of Communicable Diseases. That's where we end um, Lifetime Live with me, Chris Alda Dudumash. And thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Thanks to the team, Lesejo Mangwanyanu Bushokwa Matlosa, Vosani Marule, and Phineas Ntoba. And that's the dream team right there. Coming up next is the home run with uh, Sir Ernest Pele, and uh, followed by the home run. 
run with uh, uh, NSPLAs followed by the market update MoneyWeb with Nombomelelo Siziba. And then it's uh, award-winning spot on Tabiso Mosia and the viewpoint with uh, Mr. Ashraf Gada. I wonder who's going to be uh, the big hitter today. And then Nayo Lupondwana um, joins us with the Headspace and then Nightlight with Stephen Kerker and Sound Awake with my sister Kanye Magubani. And uh, thank you so much. Have a fantastic afternoon. Here's the news bulletin with Utsile Sako.